on this little girl who is so special to us that we call her God's little gift of sunshine. And I think of the number of years she's going to have to carry in her memory the savagery of this idiotic moment of yours. I just go bizarre. <laughs> Welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will apologize in advance for the background noise, but we are happy to report that Keith Comics is once again back open and up and operating. Looks Yay. terrific. Hooray! That being said, I am joined by my usual cohorts, the owner-proprietor of Keith's Comics, that's Comics with a Canon X, the evil genius, the keeper of the inner sanctum, Keith. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be working again. Then, of course, the other part of the uh, truculent triumvirate, uh, the clown prince of collecting, the man with a hole in his collection, Brian needs one. Lance, how you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And I, of course, am the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am Lance, and welcome to another issue. Brian, I see you don't have exactly a 55-gallon tub of red vines, and actually they're Twizzlers, but uh, are you going to have enough energy to do the news? Or I'm going to struggle through. I'm going to struggle okay, through. Okay, so I mean, we... we can just cut the segment if you want. No, no, I think that uh, the news is a responsibility, and... Uh, <laughs> and you're a responsible guy. And I'm a responsible guy. guy. Yeah, okay. I am a responsible guy. <laughs> Deep in here. Not a lot of comic book news yet. Uh, it's still trickling in. I know that there's a lot of cancellations. DC has canceled the Red Rooster stuff. Far Sector. Red Rooster. Rooster Teeth. Or Rooster Teeth. Red Rooster. Same difference. It's the same thing. You wouldn't get the joke, but Red Rooster was a pro wrestler. But anyways, go keep going. <laughs> Tyler. Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. No, just keep going. Far Sector <laughs> and RWBY. Have both been canceled. They won't be printing the last issues. Not Far Sector. Genlock. Genlock. Not Far Sector. Far Sector is still going strong. I don't know about that. That's an overstatement. But yeah. It's still, it's still flying off the shelves. <laughs> like yesterday's pancakes. It's only because um, I'm throwing them. Uh, we do have some Star Trek news. There has been a new series announced. What is it called? Um, it's not A New Hope. I want it, But it's, it's in that line. A Brighter Tomorrow or some crap. Mm. It's the... Um, Commander Pike, the 10 years prior to Kirk taking over the Enterprise. Okay, so is it going to be like pre-original series? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. It's post-Discover? No. Discovery? It's actually during, it'll be the same time. Okay. It's either going to be pre or during. Okay. But since we didn't have Discovery on the Enterprise, I mean, there's no mention of it in the original series, obviously. That's been redacted for obvious reasons. It is Captain Pike. Uh, Rebecca Remain is number one. and Yes, she is. And she is. And I don't remember who uh, Spock is, but it's the is younger... It? It's, the, it's the same ones from Discovery. So, oh, if so you... it's not Zachary Quinto or whatever? No. Okay. No, no. It's the same ones... It's the third Spock. Yeah, third Spock. Okay. Uh, he's younger than Zach. Much younger than uh, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and not his dad. Um, Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> 
don't know. Fatable. I don't know. But there was a lot of excitement when they were on Discovery, and so it actually just makes sense. Again, we haven't heard anything about Section 31, which was announced a year and a half ago. That was Michelle Yeoh's. Okay, so that was a spinoff of the... Discovery. Discovery, okay. Yeah. She was the evil captain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The captain's killed, they yeah. get the evil captain, and then the evil captain becomes part of the... Of Spoilers! The kind of CIA of the Federation. Okay, okay. Uh, so they do the, the black ops. <clears throat> and I don't... Uh... Got anything else? Is that it? No, I think that... Oh, it was the um, Schneider Cut. Versus Ayer oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's starting to be a push. It looks like David Ayer's pushing the Ayer cut. <laughs> uh, versus Zack Snyder. Now, the Snyder, the Snyder cut is not really the Snyder cut. It's more of the Snyder reshoots. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's filming. They're refilming. Everybody's coming back. Uh, the trailer is out. Darkseid is in the trailer. okay. So, yeah, Darkseid is coming. I actually would be interested in seeing the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Originally, uh, June Moon was taken over not only by the Enchantress, but by a mother box. I don't know exactly how that works. But mother box is thrown in as part of, maybe that's why she moved the way she moved. Which was so weird and quirky. Mm. Not unlike a female okay, well, fury. Again, I've never never lowered myself to watch that thing. So, oh. You know what? You have to watch it just for that. I'm telling you. Just for the... You're going to go, why? Why is she doing that? for five minutes. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it on. I couldn't keep it on. But uh, in the original air cut, the big bad was supposed to be Steppenwolf. The one behind the scenes. So Steppenwolf would have been introduced in Suicide Squad. Bringing him into Justice League to introduce Darkseid. Uh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. So it, uh, I think it would have actually gone better at that point. Uh, so that would be the only real reason that I would want to see an A or cut. A lot of people are excited because there's two and a half hours of Joker that were cut out. Yeah, yeah. And you know I'm not going to be excited about that. <laughs> so uh, as far as I know, that that's something David Ayer is pushing and not the studio. I think if he... I think he thinks if he can generate enough reaction, mm -hmm. he's going to get it. He's, he's going to get it. And uh, I don't know that people are clamoring for it. The Schneider Cut's been running for three, four years. Let me call her and see what... But that's, yeah, that about does it. Okay. The latest installment of the Three Old Geeks Top 3 list. I'd like to speak of movie genres and specifically movie subgenres because I think you, we're all, all three of us are too smart to just go with our favorite action movie or our favorite science fiction movie. So, what is your top three favorite subgenres of movies? Okay, me not being that smart, I'd look up what subgenre was. Did we set the timer? We have not set the timer. That's an excellent point, Brian. <laughs> I still had to look up what subgenres were. And according to New York Film Academy, <laughs> the place I always go for subgenres. Where where do you come up with this? Do you just like randomly Google? I googled subgenre, and that's the one that came up was a list of subgenres by the New York. I, I didn't even know it was New York Film Academy, but yeah. So okay. They have a list of subgenres. They have a list of subgenres. Because I didn't. I, okay, like, Keith. So for the New York Film Academy. List of subgenres. What is one of your favorite subgenres? Well, under the action genre, 
the subgenre part of it would be thrillers, which they listed movies like Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. The the guy caught in tense situations and has to come through it. Okay. So, okay. So those are some of my favorite movies. Okay. Right so some with a little drama, a little consequences yeah, exactly. to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little bit more than just blowing up stuff because that's Michael Bay. That's a subgenre <laughs> to itself that will skip. <laughs> Brian, do you have a favorite subgenre of film? I do in the horror category. Okay. I enjoy the found footage. I don't know why. You know what? I I like bad movies anyway, and generally they're bad. But uh, Paranormal Activity. Okay, uh, Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Uh, Cloverfield. Ouija. Yeah, Cloverfield yeah. would be an excellent example. Okay. Um, oh, we are so different. I can barely handle those. I don't get seasick at sea, but when the camera starts shaking, I start getting, like, you know, I, I start getting dizzy and queasy, and, like, I, I just can't. I can't. And, like, Paranormal Activity 4. Her trying to figure out a way to wait, to run across the street, carrying her laptop okay. so this could all be filmed. That's part of the fun of the movie is how, how is it that you're going to uh, Do the get, found get, footage. The footage, okay. get the footage to find? Same with Cloverfield. But she does. She runs across the street carrying her laptop. Uh, that's one thing I need about Cloverfield. The, the guy, you know, his phone runs out of battery. But this camera that he's carrying all night long, using the light, records forever. I want this camera. No, because it's Cause, a lithium battery. Because then, no, but... It's lithium. Then they nuked the place and lithium. it survives that. <laughs> lithium survives nuclear explosion. They kill a giant monster, they yeah. blow up stuff, and they find the camera and the memory chip's still good. Yeah, because it's lithium. Okay. <laughs> don't you know anything? I'm going to get a lithium heart because I don't want it to ever stop. Okay, to get back on track here. <laughs> oh, why start now? You had mentioned Michael Bay being a subgenre to himself. I'm actually going to cite a, an actual good contributor to the film industry, and I'm going to say that... Don't listen to Mike. We love you. I'm going to say that not necessarily a subgenre, but it does sort of have a subgenre to it, is, is Ray Harryhausen films. Because typically they involve mythology, they involve uh, tall tales, you know, Sinbad, You're the awesome. three Sinbad movies, Clash of the Titans... One of the greatest movies of all time, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. His craftsmanship and his dedication to his art, I think, lends itself to its own, I'll call it a subgenre, and the movies themselves sort of have a flavor to themselves, but that would be that would be my, my third rank. I would, I would absolutely agree. I agree. You. Considering how long ago he did that, with, with the technology he did it with, it's better than some of the stuff they do with computers nowadays. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and that, he's been an that, influence on Hollywood for since he's been. That's working. where I think he sets apart and deserves his own. Right. Yeah, I think he. I think he would be. Okay, Key. So does the the New York Film Institute have another subgenre <laughs> you're interested <laughs> in? Too, they do. Ironically, they don't include comedies or musicals, so I don't. They don't count as genres. Either. Okay. So you know. It made my picking harder because you know I like throwing on tap dance shoes and getting <laughs> making people laugh. <laughs> so uh, under the horror genre, I would go with the monster movies. Okay. You know, I love the old Frankenstein, okay, the Universals, yeah, Universal stuff, and then even up through the eighties with the Thing, and I, you know, I just love those monster movies. It's, it's something about if it's told right that the, the some have the tragedy of the monster, where, where, mm. where the monster's not a bad guy, 
or not not purposely bad, but is hounded and becomes bad. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, I just like that genre. I mean, uh, well, you're literally wearing a t-shirt right now, so. Oh, I am. Yes, I am. It glows in dark too. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What do you got for your second sub? So I'm gonna stick with horror. Okay. Also. Okay. Uh, and go with ghost stories. Okay. The Changeling, George C. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, you would mention that, that one we talked about previously. Uh, there's another great one with Fred Astaire. Um, That's literally called Ghost Rain? Story, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Gene Kelly. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. That's a different show. Uh, Roy Wedding, then. Gene okay. Kelly movies. Roy Welling. Roy, Roy Wedding. <laughs> when you dancing with the goat? No. Okay. No, uh, good film. I, I, I'm blanking on, I remember Fred Astaire, can't remember the other two There's, actors. I thought there was a kind of a, some classic Hollywood actors. Like oh, yeah, uh, Cagney's in like it? That. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember the other two where they had murdered a kid when they yeah. were younger and the ghost comes back. It, uh, great. I, I like the ghost story. Never seen it. I oh, okay. have to. Yeah. Okay. No. All right, well, I, I guess I'm sticking, I guess, technically with horror and even monster movies like you just cited, Keith. My favorite type of monster movies is the old 50s big bug movie. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. runs the yes. gamut from the excellent them to the, like, worst movie ever, one of the worst movies ever made, beginning of the end, where it was literally a handful of live grasshoppers thrown on a picture of Chicago, and this was the horde of locusts, <laughs> giant locusts that were... Wait, that wait, were... that didn't really happen? Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then, and then, of course, it runs anything really from Tarantula, Earth versus the Spider, the Deadly Madness. It runs again the gamut from excellent to terrible, and I love all. We even have more recent ones like Eight Legged Freaks. Eight Legged Freaks. Uh, was there a giant? Uh, was there a giant spider? There was a there? giant spider. In oh, there were all kinds of giant spiders yeah. in there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you I got the sand spiders or oh, camel, camel spiders. Then you got What's giant uh, alligators versus giant crocodiles and Robo Shark versus Octo Shark. Yeah. Those nah, guys. you're getting too far away from the insect kingdom on that one. All right, Keith, oh, what's your third? Uh, what's your third subgenre? Oh, third. Um, I like. I guess it's under the action. I don't. The the film Society of New York. They didn't have it, but I call it's action movies. It's the revenge movie. Okay. You know, okay. Like John Wick for is a perfect example. Like Death uh, Wish. Payback, Day, Death Wish. The, the the guy who's out after revenge. Billy Pre- Jack. Billy Jack. <laughs> we will not oh. sing one Tin Soldier. I'm just, I, I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I'm going to take this left foot and put it upside. <laughs> well, the beautiful flower that it, he had oh. some ranting speech that was yeah. freaking hysterical. What was it? Um, was it Walking Tall? Yeah. Buford Puster with the yeah, two by Buford four. Puster. Yeah, Buford Oh, I thought you were talking about the Rock one. The Rock was actually pretty good too. What? Who played him in the original? Oh, it's not Ben Johnson. We only got fifteen minutes. Yeah, we yeah. only got fifteen minutes. Yeah. All right, Brian. What's your what's your last subgenre of film? This time I'm going over to sci-fi, and I'm going to go with the fantasy, the sword and sorcery. Oh, nice. Uh, was it Call or Crawl? Crawl. 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 And didn't uh, Kevin Sorbo play him? Crawl? No. No. No, uh, he Sorbo played something in a different movie. Actually, um, no, Kevin Sorbo was Call. Call. There it yes. is. Call. Crawl was. Uh, Crawl was the Disney the five... one. The the giant throwing star that you could control yeah. with your mind. Yes. So they're both. Legitimate. So Conan the Barbarian, Conan oh, the Destroyer. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know what? And and you know if they get horrible, I love Even that better. too. Yeah. Even oh, Death Stalker. Yeah. Barbie Benton and. Uh, Anything with barbarians. The barbarian, She's a subgenre. The, the barbarians barbarian. with the barbarian twins. 
There's some really bad ones. Yes. And well, no, and that's another one where it runs the gamut from the awesome to the the, the, ter- there you the go. great terrible one. All right, I'm going to close things out by, uh, and I've said this before, my my absolute favorite subgenre of a crime film is a heist film. So the whole formula of putting together a heist team and uh, stealing something and then the fallout for what happens after the heist. So uh, the Ocean's Eleven movies, the original, the the remakes in the uh, by Soderbergh, I've said Rafifa before, Asphalt Jungle, which is the godfather, the, 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 the granddaddy of all heist films. Um, the Killing, which is, I think I've served as this Kubrick's only, the only Kubrick yep. film that I like or whatever. Hey, what was the one with the magicians? Oh, uh, yeah, Keith, you turned me on to that one. Uh, the one with the magicians. The one with magicians. Oh, now you see me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think I was going to like that one, and I was pleasantly surprised by that one. I, that one was pretty neat. The Italian Job, Ocean's like, Eleven. Oh, the Italian Job, the original Italian Job with Michael Caine and the, 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 the um, the mini chase through, uh, Milan. Yes. Did you Rolling. see Ocean's 8? I think it was Ocean's yes, 8. Yes, I actually saw Ocean's 8, of, of all things, a plane trip. Oh. And uh, it, I didn't think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was a little it was a little clean for a heist movie. It didn't really have that, that kind of falling apart with the crew at the end of it and stuff like that. Or, But uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad okay. at all. Uh, Ronan with uh, oh, oh, one of the greatest car chases yeah, of all yeah, time. That was really good. That, uh, all right, so... We try to do this in 15 minutes. We've got like four or three and a half minutes left. Any honorable mentions, Joe? Holy shit. Oh, what do you got, Brian? I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't expecting four minutes. I think there should be its own subgenre of camp. And I, I, it might oh, be I think there genre. is. It should be its own genre. Camp? Yeah, well, you, camp reverse it, the... you reverse it. You do camp and then you do sci-fi camp and... and... Just, oh, I just, see. What just you're... movies that are made to be serious, like Spaceballs. Yeah. Oh no, I see oh, what you're saying. You're no, no, par- no, no. That's you're a saying, parody. That's well, a no. Parody. Okay, so the definition of camp that I have I have heard that I've taken to heart is is the failure of trying to be serious. I so like that like the best yes. is like Showgirls. Wait, wait. Yes. That's not a serious film. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because you're open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll throw one of my honorable mentions that almost I, I kind of debated this one or whatever, but the 90s Hong Kong, for lack of a better politically correct term, gung fu, you know, John Woo and, and Ringo Lam. So Better Tomorrow, Better Tomorrow 2, Hard Boiled, The Killer, City on Fire, uh, the kind of the balletic gunfire stuff where uh, it's a little bit more than just a bunch of guys shooting at each other. It's a little bit more fantastic. I love that stuff. Oh, great. That's, that's fun stuff. I'm just going to throw out slasher flicks. I like those. Slasher? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like, I like the comedies. The, you know, the, the, the... I guess they'd be romantic comedies. They're not really romantic comedies. They're more the, like get lucky the, the, comedies? The, the, yeah, the teenage hijinks comedies. The booby bimbo flicks. Okay. That, that's what... You know, New York Film Academy <laughs> has that. <laughs> exactly has that. The 80s. The 80s were big for that. Yeah, I love, yeah, and yeah, I love those. I love yeah, them. You know, they're fun. I mean, like uh, Risky Business. Yeah, yes. sort of in that vein. Yeah, uh, yeah. The 16 Candles. 16 uh, Candles. Breakfast Club. Oh, well, Adam Hughes should have his own. Yeah, John he's Hughes, got his John own. You talk about not an, unlike Ray Harryhausen. Exactly. Yes. You talk about an auteur who has his own kind of feel to his movies. It's Style definitely feel and yeah. did so many. All yes. right. Well, that's our uh, that's our t- uh, latest top three list. Let us know what your top three subgenres of film are. All 
All right. So on the subject of genre movies, uh, maybe not delving so much into into subgenres, but maybe uh, limiting our list so we don't get off on a rant or anything like that. Because Brian, I know you're prone to that. Non. <laughs> the gestures don't come across on the audio, no, no, Brian. But but I'm the one that usually goes way off course. Like, I just follow him. I'm like Stevie Wonder driving a boat. <laughs> Anyways, so um, it's uh, it's easy when there's uh, when there's franchises involved. So Star Trek, Star Wars, Terminator, or Aliens, whatever, sure. what have you. All right. So defining a franchise as having more than one sequel, so a trilogy or more. What are your favorite non-franchise science fiction movies? Good, Brian. Lead us off. Kick us off in the right direction. I would. Uh, the first one I would say uh, for me would be uh, Troll Hunter. Okay, that's the one. The Netflix giant monsters it's in Scandinavia like, in the modern yeah. times. Yeah, if you if you if you look at the uh, like title card poster, whatever uh, you call, it's cool. It, well, but it looks like it's going to be a B movie. Yes. It looks like it's going to be bad. Wait, wait. This is a movie going to read. <laughs> yeah, I know. I started. Yeah, watching. I yeah. think I started watching. Uh, it, I can't. No. Excellent movie. Okay. Excellent. Okay. You have okay. a dubbed version. Would you dub it for me? Can you read it for me? <laughs> well, actually, Lance got the better voice. Uh, he does. He does. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Keith. Uh, Non-franchise movies. Oh, I'm not going that cool. I'm going. Uh, again, I I like doing stuff that people. Might not have heard of, might not have thought of in a long time. Uh, that's just the way my mind works. Uh, I'm going to go Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, okay. okay. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Yep. Yeah, going way Roger back. Roger Corman. Yep, and uh, John Boy, Richard Tom Thomas. Richard, yeah. Thomas. Richard Thomas. And uh, Sybil Danning and, and Robert Vaughn. Yeah, well, I like just, Sybil Danning. It's, it's, yeah. it's basically Magnificent Seven in Space. And or, Robert Vaughn plays the same character in both movies. Exactly. And, or the pre-Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Just a bunch of uh, different ship uh, captains joining together to fight off a bad guy. And, and it, uh, George got... Papard is Cowboy. Yes. He's kind of like the is old drunk. Is that his drunk... name, Cowboy? Yeah, I think he's I... literally Cowboy okay. or Space Cowboy or something. And he's got the scotch dispenser on his belt. Why wouldn't you? For tape? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it borders lines on the, the, the sort of exploitation thing with the civil dance. Yeah. Low cut yeah. And she's, her ship. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Her ship. That. Like looks like it has breasts, and she's yeah. She's a massage these rods to make it work, and she moans a little bit. It's 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 got that side of it too. It's, yeah, it's, it's not exactly going to be remade anytime soon. But you know what? It's a Corman flick, and and yeah. Corman yeah. flicks always make money because he knows how to appeal to everybody. I know it's not subgenres, but I think he's his own subgenre. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, talk about an auteur. Yes. You could always yeah. tell yeah. a Corman flick. Yeah, he's uh, he's great. All right. Well, I'm. I've gone on record in saying that I'm a big, uh, a big fan of uh, of fifty sci-fi, and I was trying to th- try not to overdo like the thing from another world or them or whatever. Um, I'm gonna go with Forbidden Planet. Oh, one of the, the really grandfathers of all. Oh this. Well, yeah, and um, the production design and the special effects, and um, 
Robbie you know, the robot. Robbie the robot. Debut of Robbie the robot. The uh, the monster in it was the done. Id. Yeah, the id monster in it was done by the Disney uh, Animation Studios. Such a brilliant design. Yeah, I love it that. It was design. really cool. You got um, the story is you know a lot of people complain that the story isn't the, the greatest of all time, but it's based on the uh, Shakespeare play The Tempest. Well, and, that guy might get famous someday. Yeah, you know he's done some more right stuff. <laughs> But and, not in space. And and uh, for the the younger listeners out there who only know Leslie Nielsen from you know like Naked Gun or or you know all the goofy movies the they police, did, uh, he, yeah, the Police, police Squad, squad yeah. and stuff like that. He was a good looking cat when he was like twenty, and this is uh, he's. I don't know that I'd go that far. Oh, oh you know, man, I don't know that really? I'd go that far. Well, he was a leading man. He was a leading man. man it looked like he worked out. I'll well, no, say and that, then uh, on top of all that, I mean, Roddenberry's been been cited as saying when he saw this he got his inspiration for for a lot of the trek stuff he wanted a high quality you know sci-fi with good production value and stuff like that and he said this had a big influence you know what for for when that was done the effects in it are yeah they hold up and And still so well robbie from lost in space no dude dude, the robot from lost in space is not robbie the robot they used him in the in lost in space oh yeah you're right he was a bad he He was was like a bad guy bad robot i'm sorry that guy you know that design still stood the test of time or whatever yeah so what else we got here fellas i will go uh plan nine from outer space the space camp before there was space camp um it's such a uh uh good movie because it, it, it it's fun but you can tell they're trying really hard to be serious well no and that isn't that again the definition of camp where it's the failure of trying to be serious or whatever and i do that all the time but uh... <laughs> i think you're the failure of trying to be funny actually but <laughs> you know what if that guy could ever focus me no ed wood ed wood yes. yeah he would have been dangerous you know, I think I, he was focused. I do think he was focused. I, I just don't think he, he was. He wasn't focused on the right things. Maybe? Yes, yes. I don't think he I don't. The think dialogue he, is terrible. Oh, the again, dialogue is beyond. You're terrible. stupid, 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 stupid. But, but, but you're saying he wasn't focused. If he, no, if he, 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 had any, if he had any training. <laughs> I think he was focused. He got this made. He got this made. Yeah, that's focus. I'm I don't, gonna I don't give think, you I don't that. I think he had the training or the ability to do it. But he got it made. He I, gets I, space vampires along with the space people and Bella Lugosi and his well, chiropractor. Bella Lugosi the first, first five minutes and yeah. then it's his chiropractor, it's chiropractor. It's, it's horrible. All, it's but all space. Tor Johnson, and, and I don't even know what, what part of the space world like he was space from. zombie. More. Well, yeah, it wasn't Plan 9 raising the dead from the grave yes. or something like that. Yes. I mean, well, yes. And that was before Night of the Living Dead. So that's a, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sure oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. So there's yeah. your first zombie movie. The thing that I think that makes that movie so wonderful, and maybe I'm just interpreting it through the actual Ed Wood movie, is the the actual passion comes through on that film. Yes. That he was really trying on Yes. This. He was making a, a, a Academy Award-winning yeah. movie. And, and yes. In his head, he, he really yes. was. Dark Crystal. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's one I haven't thought about in a long time. One of the few uh, celebrity deaths that really impacted me was Jim Henson. Oh, no, I I think that affected yeah. anybody kind of minding your ages. I mean, because we really grew up on it. Well, there was the Muppets. Yeah, it was I mean, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Uh, the Muppet Show. Yeah. Which, I mean, it kind of grew with us. Yeah. Uh, but that was so above and beyond. 
anything I think we'd seen at that point. And he created the whole world out of Muppets. It's not like kind of the the, the world building that he did. Yes. The um the the creatures that the that they rode with that were all like you know yes. actual people like on stilts and yes. stuff like that. That was amazing. The Skeksis, the uh, Gelflings. It, it what an incredible film! What an incredible imagination! Yeah, yeah. Put that all together. I haven't seen the second one. They just came out with one. Yeah, or was it a was series? It a seri- Maybe it was a series. Series on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. We should do. We should still watch that. I'll put it down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that would be my uh, my number two. Okay. All right, well, I've gone on record on again on this one, and I, I was trying to think of something that really wasn't uh, a... Um, and, and this one's kind of open to interpretation, but, I mean, Flash Gordon from 1980. Oh, God, yes. I mean... Oh, God, yes. Yeah, you know, and, and t- technically, I mean, I, if we're limiting it to, to non-film sequels or whatever, I mean, Flash Gordon has been a, you know, a comic strip and uh, and a serials in the in the, the, th- the 30s and 40s and stuff like that, and a, a character that kind of resonates throughout the ages. However, this version of him, you know, I mean, Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets, I mean, dude, it doesn't get any better than that. And, and this movie... The uh, De Laurentiis not knowing what they wanted to do with it just makes this movie because it's got the campy, goofy stuff. It's got the deadly serious stuff. It's got, you know, Hawkman, and and we've spoke about this before. Anything that has a Queen soundtrack deserves respect. Yeah, and you, you've got all that and a Queen soundtrack. Well, no, and I think this movie would have been a much different film if you didn't have the Queen soundtrack. But, oh, God, yes. You know, how they handle it, and, and we talk about camp. <laughs> You got Max von Sydow as the be- like the best version of Ming the Merciless ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I, it, and uh, uh, Timothy Dalton as Prince Baron. You know, he was and again, great. you get some, yes. you get some pretty total. Who plays as, the, the Hawkman? Oh, to Brian Blessed, legendary. Oh. You know, you got Shakespearean actors. You've got got uh, you know, and again, this this kind of vacillating uh, theme between it. You can't argue with the credentials of this thing. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it'll work. <laughs> He's a man, go. Oh, we're <laughs> singing. <laughs> Gordon. Gordon's alive. There you go. Got him to do contribute. No, that's, that's one of my favorites. I, well, I can't. I, I think we've mentioned it several times. Yeah, the but I, it's worth mentioning it again. All right, Keith, what else you got as far as non-franchise sci-fi? I got one that uh, again. I don't know how many people have seen it. Enemy Mine. Oh, oh, two, there's a good one. It, it's a yes. great story. It's a great story about two war, uh, the humans and these this alien uh, reptilian race who are at war. And both of them crash on this, this abandoned planet. Oh no, there's not a abandoned. There's, there's a there's a mining going on. Yeah. Here. Uh, but they both, with the they crash and they have to coexist to survive. Yeah. And it's really really, kind of cool war story. It's, yeah. It's not. It, 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 it's sci-fi, but it's more a war story in a sci-fi. And setting. some of the best sci-fi. Exact. I think, to your point, some of the. It's almost like what we talk about, like, I don't know, like Dark Knight or something like that, where you say, well, this would, you know, you take Batman and the Joe Crowders, this would have been a great crime movie. Yeah. That would have been, I could see that as a 1950s, like, 
you know, World War II yeah. movie yeah. or something like. No, yeah, it would have been it would have been great, and and they basically, like I said, they they have to coexist and work together to survive, and there's 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 a there's a little twist to it too that you, you don't yeah. see coming. It's Louis Gossett Jr. and uh, well, I almost Quaid. said Randy Quaid. Boy, and you know, that, at that, that point, Dennis Quaid really owned. That would have made it a much yeah. Different he movie. was good in any. He's one of those guys that's just he's good in anything. Yeah, you know. I don't know his commercials about the insurance. Or I think those are great. Okay. <laughs> I think those are great. I'm just kidding. Chindani. What else you got? Uh, you got? Uh, you got anything else? I mean, I, that that's one of my favorites. Uh, I again, I don't. Wa- I haven't watched it in a little while. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, that I'm one. Gonna now, make now you're to. making me think I need to watch that one. Uh, I want to watch Flash Gordon. If, if, we're, if we're needing to, I gotta watch that all the time. If all right, well, you fill time. I got a couple others. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys got uh, all three years. Uh, oh well, no. I I, I was okay. talking um, dark um, Dark City. Dark City. Oh, oh man. Oh nice, nice oh. choice. I didn't okay. even think of that. Yeah. Oh, well, Christ. I mean that that one unfortunately suffered from it got released around the same time as the Matrix, so the Matrix kind of overshadowed it. But I mean, a film noir with a mystery and aliens and that kind of like thirties. Germanic like Art oh. Deco stuff and uh, I just it it brings it, it like pushes all my buttons you know. No, I'm definitely watching and, that again. Yeah, and beautifully you, filmed, the, beautifully yeah, lit, oh, like, like well yes. cast. The, oh, and the story behind it. Yeah, and and basically the aliens trying to figure out the human, you know, like what makes yes, humans, yeah. and they they switch everybody up at midnight every oh, night and yeah. stuff like that, and the and the Rufus Sewell. Um, He's the only guy that can do the same thing that the aliens can do or whatever, and there's a mystery behind it, and it's just, it, there's, I mean, just, there's so much to that movie that, that uh, you need to mention it in, in when you're talking, like, a, dis, a, a topic like this, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes. That hits, yeah, that hits a lot of cylinders. I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah. Bastard. Did you do all three years? Uh, I did. My okay. third one is, um, no, I haven't done my okay. third one. <laughs> I, I thought you meant, did no, you no. think of three? Yes. Because okay. sometimes yeah. I don't. Okay. Uh, what is your third? <laughs> as we, as we all know, uh, sometimes I don't think that far ahead to hit. Do you have uh, another one you'd like to mention? Brian, would, you, would you like to share with the? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh, okay, no, the 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 fifties, fifties no. or the seventies, seventies. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Donald Sutherland at the end of that film. Oh yeah, where he's got his mouth open. Oh, and he screeches. Oh the oh. the. the, the Dog with the human head on it. Oh, yeah. Again, it, by today's standards, kind of looks meh, but being like 13, 14, and seeing that is oh. like scary as hell. Yeah, that was. It's that like you was... couldn't figure out how they did. They cut a guy's head off and put on a dog? I don't know what they did. What? <laughs> <laughs> you had a hard childhood, didn't you? I fell on my head a lot. You had a hard childhood. I'm so sorry. No, and you got the. Who else was in that? It was, uh, uh, Nimoy was in it. Was, uh, what's her face from Rangers of the Lost Ark? Karen Allen. Karen, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Oh, she played the woman at the end. That, Leonard, that's... Leonard Nimoy and uh, Jeff Goldblum, I believe, was in it. Yes. I'm not going to, yes. I, yes not, I mean, well, I was going to say, it, I'm not going to argue with you. Yes, really he was in it. Well casting. I think it was an excellent remake of the original. No, the original is, the original were able is literally to more is one of the, the greatest of all time. Because I mean, you talk about when science fiction gets deeper than the, the actual genre. Or oh yeah, that it, was the it was a kind cool. of the allegory of the assimilation of you know 
man into 50 society yes. and, yes. you know, losing your identity and all that kind of stuff. I don't get that deep. Oh, I'm not that deep. Oh, we know. I don't. <laughs> Was there boobs in it? <laughs> not in the 50s. Not in the 50s. Not in the 50s one, no. Oh, and I like 50s boobs. <laughs> I saw the the original one after I saw the remake, and it it might have influenced me a little bit more that uh, I thought the remake was better because it just well yeah you, I mean you, they, they were able to to convey the thought and in, in, in more uh, literally than yeah. than the fifties. I and I was gonna say how old were you when you saw when I the, saw the fifties one when you saw the original and then when you saw the fifties I saw. I saw the seventies ones in the seventies. I was probably thirteen or fourteen. I want to say okay. I saw it on on TV or Spectrum or something like that. And then the fifties one I saw later on. I don't even know on on one of those sci fi right. Channel Thirty Two things. I don't think it was Creature Feature. It was something like that though. Because I, I bet you weren't in an age where you thought deeply either. I I still oh know. no I I that was I, the fifties one. I remember seeing and I'm thinking. The special effects for the fifties, when the pods were splitting open and it would spit out the the sap or the resin or whatever, and it would start forming yeah. the person. I was like, "My God, that's you know cool and terrifying at the same time." Type of a thing. I'll throw out another one. Tron. Oh, Tron okay. is one of those ones where, where you know it it just popped in my head because it's it's such a good movie, and even though it's dated now, I still can watch it anytime. You know, one of the things uh, Lance and I were talking about earlier was living in history. And do you realize that what we were talking about is lo- that you lose the context of what made the thing the historical. The time it came yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. And so Tron... You guys get deep when I'm not here. <laughs> Tron, uh, at the time, was cutting, so far ahead. Head. Was cutting, right. cutting, I mean, like, for, like literally, like... The first digital graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the video game yeah. that came out, which would be laughable yeah. now, was, was so cool. Yeah. It was cutting, yeah, yeah. cutting I'd edge. I'd stand yeah. in line with my quarters trying to get to play it, yeah. and then those damn spiders would get to me, and I'd be, <laughs> I'd have to walk away. I, I don't wait. think people realized how cool that yeah. was. No, I, I, I'm sure kids nowadays have no clue. And then they came out with the new release one, which was... I thought that was... It, it was, was good. Decent, you know. But I don't... I, 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 it didn't have the same effect. Yeah, well, and, no. On certain movies, I mean, we've talked about movies imprinting on you before, but certain movies hit you in the sweet spot at that exact right age, and Tron was one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're throwing out, like, 80s, you know, sci-fi with, with you know, great uh, special effects, so like Black Hole. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. What was the, the ro- wasn't there a robot that there's, was all beat up? There's, there's, yeah, there was. Yeah, old, there's a grandpa, the, like, the older robot. It was, it was, it was, it was the, yeah, the old robot was old Bob. Oh, and uh, I can't think of the was the, the the bad guy one. The, the bad, bad guy was Maxim. The Max- robot was Maximilian. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yes. He was like the mad scientist, like and he had like the arms on like the swivels or something like that. Was, yeah, they, yeah. Oh, he was robot. not a great. He was not a great action figure. Oh no, because his arms didn't come out. Yeah, <laughs> but I did. I did have all those action figures. Like, yes. I wish I still did. Yes. God, what is the name of that the other little robot in that? The Red. actual hero. Yeah, the the actual there was old Bob and he was kind of yeah, like yeah. the old he, war horse, yeah. and then there was like the actual uh, the, the one who could shoot all the targets. Yeah, <laughs> spinning, well, like spinning, just hit all the targets. Speaking of old video game ones, Last Starfighter. Ooh, yes. yeah, that was a cool kind of concept, which has been taken since I think. I mean, uh, this video game was sent to Earth 
to try to find someone who could actually help in a galactic war yeah. pilot is uh, reminds me of Ender's Game now. Yeah. Sort of. But uh, yeah, and, and this kid in a trailer park who had nothing going for him in life was just great at this game. Balls out, could beat anyone, and actually, you know, actually rolled over the machine. Yeah, and a, for a video game, like a quote unquote video game movie, that was yeah. probably the best video game movie of all time. I mean, like, yeah. uh, I always remember uh, Death Blossom? Death Blossom, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the whole ship opened up and there and was all these guns, and it just started spinning around and killing everybody or whatever. Yeah, that was it, awesome. It, it was kind of cool, and, and the creatures were kind of cool. They were, they were decent special yeah. effects. You tell they were influenced by Star Wars. Yeah. But it was just like one of those things where, as a kid, being 15 or so when it came out, Maybe a little older, yeah. maybe seventeen. You could see yourself as that kid yeah. doing. No, it. there was that definite like the relatability to it. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, it captures that moment in time, and again, context is important because considering, well, one, you don't have streaming. What we, we didn't have streaming. No, yeah, we didn't have streaming. So it we wasn't like you cable. could watch uh, anything you wanted whenever you right. wanted. Right, right, right. You actually had to go to the theater. Yes. But we'd go to arcades. Yes. And play these games. Yeah. Yes, we'd, there were no home video games yeah, you or anything like that. Huh, you put a quarter in. Yeah. And, and that's then, what it cost a damn quarter. And that's <laughs> when a quarter was worth something. And, and, then, and then two seconds later, you put another quarter in to, to continue to yes. your ass kicked. Yeah. Because you went through your three There's lives. A, there, right were now. No, there were no save spots, no respawns, none of that. Yeah. No, no. Uh, cheat codes. No. Yeah. No, you just died. And, then, and you died quick. <laughs> well, that's how they made. That's how they made billions of dollars. A lot of money getting good at those machines. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm still hope, trying. Yeah, I Popeye love Popeye. Anyone else got anything else? We still got a little time on the board. Uh, I was thinking. Um, you no, told the whole the whole top three concept is out the window on this one. I didn't set the timer. Oh, okay. We're, we're oh, yeah. going full deep dive. Uh, on Wally. This. Wally. Which is one you haven't seen, right? I, I haven't have seen that seen either. Wally. Is that the one you have not seen? No. Is that the, That's the one with fat people and Pixar? Yeah. Okay, no, I've heard it's excellent, but I, I'm I'm a little stunned that you you haven't. Uh... It's short circuits, great 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 grandson, right? Pretty no. It's sort of the same head as short circuits. You know what? What amazes me? I mean, we what's it? An- anthropomorphize. Uh, yeah, you humanize. Uh, yes. Yeah. Humanizing uh, an inanimate object, I mean. Right, and and you ascribe that to Wally, that and the, the character is done so well, and there's so much in there. There's so many Easter eggs, mm. and so many things to see, but uh, just done so well, they do more without talking. Yeah, because there's, there's no like, dialogue. There's no dialogue in the whole. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, there's dialogue in it, but it's not but with the robots. The ro- but never not the, with the robots. Yeah, yeah okay. the robots don't, and and. You know, Earth's been destroyed. He's cleaning it up. It's essentially yeah. it. But all the other robots who would be cleaning it up have broken down. So he's like the last one cleaning up the Earth. Yeah, okay. And he starts collecting things, and he finds things that are beautiful. Uh-huh. And, and then he falls in love with the probe. There's a probe sent to Earth to see how it's doing. Okay. Is she hot? Uh, she is a hot little number. She's a hot little number. She's flat. Just give me a death look. Just leave it to. I thought I could. I would expect that from him, not from you. Well, he's talking. He can't go. No, I. It's a great little movie, and you got to see it. Yeah, because the first, I think, 20, 30 minutes of it, there's no. I have gone. Please hand. Please sanitize. Hand sanitize. Uh, I'm trying to think. I of... got one other one. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one is so weird, so crazy. 
I get it might fall into horror, but I don't know. I, I uh, the thing with two brains. Oh God! Oh jeez, dude! I mean, you're talking. Now we're starting to get into some cheese here. Oh well, yeah. I I Plan Nine from Outer Space was like serious. Well, okay, okay, okay. but for those un un uh, uninitiated, which is all yeah, yeah, this, all yeah, all yeah. This is uh, Rosie Greer. Rosie Greer gets a white guy's uh, head grafted Ray onto Milan. him. Ray Milan's head grafted well, onto yeah. him because he gets hurt in an accident yeah. or something like Ray, that. And to save Ray Milan's life, they need to attach him to something. And Rosie Greer just happens to be there because he's big enough to fit another head. And they <laughs> they throw Ray Milan, the, the huge bigot, on the shoulder <laughs> of like, the world's largest black man. <laughs> and the, and it's just so and let the hijinks ensue. It's so campy. It, it, it's fun. To, it's fun to watch. Now you can never remake this movie. That's for sure. Oh, that's for sure. Oh God, but, no. But, but it, it it is one of those things where I guess it's. I don't know. It's supposed to be horror, sci-fi. I don't know what where what category it fits into. You know, uh, espionage, whatever. <laughs> it's just one of those movies that, that came to mind as we were talking all this older stuff. And I remember seeing that. And, like, it's one of those things you're watching and you go, did I just see what I saw? <laughs> Everyone should see it at least once and then beat me to death. So, <laughs> you know what just popped into my head as you were talking? Uh, Zombievers. Zombie what? Zombievers. Zombievers? Sounds like it would be stupid as hell. I'm serious. It's yeah. It's about zombie is, is, beavers. It, okay, I wasn't sure with you. Zombie like, beavers, the animal beavers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With him, it could have been like the I zombie strippers. I was just strippers. thinking that, so I was wondering if I'd have to edit this. Because there's whatever. a zombie strippers you movie too. Edit it. It's not that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you're talking teeth. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What you're oh, you guys know I, what that I, is. I don't know what you're talking. Only because I hang around with you. <laughs> No, Zombievers. That's your penance. Which I thought was going to be a booby bimbo flick. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. It was boy, actually was pretty good. Yeah, boy, was I surprised. It was actually good, though. It was actually pretty good. So, yeah, I would throw Zombievers on there as a uh, sci-fi <laughs> horror. All right, if, if we're getting into hidden gems here. Oh, we're not talking gems. Well, this okay, this one's rocks. actually a, kind of an underrated one. Uh, I Come in Peace. Oh, I love that movie. So, Brian Ben-Ben. Ben -Ben. And Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. And Dolph... He didn't rehearse this at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Brian Benben of, of HBO's Dream On. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren from everything. Yeah, is, is, is the, basically the alien bounty hunter yeah, after yeah. the... They're after adrenal... Adre uh, human adrenal secretions yeah, or yes, whatever. It's so... like a drug on their planet. Mm. So, yeah, they're, uh, the alien takes over somebody's body, and they, they listen to heavy metal, and they drive around in hot cars, and, like, one of the gals is really sexy, and she's got the guns and stuff yeah, and like they that. Have, they have a disc they throw. Yeah. And it just, they control it somehow. And one of the greatest, like, cheese, cheesy uh, science fiction action lines, like, I come in peace. And you leave in pieces or something like yeah. that. You know, that was awesome. <laughs> See, and that just makes me think. And it's now news because uh, they're remaking it. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> With Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox. Had, oh, okay. Again, that, that's almost the definition of camp. Yeah, it is the definition of camp. That's the movie that ruined Carolco or whatever. The, or no really? one knows what that company is now because it's ruined. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's the one that bankrupted yeah, it or I know whatever. But, and you want to talk about um, 
a that is so good. Really goofy movie. <laughs> that is so good. So Frank good. Langella Frank as Langella, Skeletor. I was just going to say, Frank Langella as Skeletor is freaking awesome in that, and everything else totally sucks. Evil Mimi. <laughs> no. Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn, that's it. Not you Evil have, uh, yeah, Evil Lynn. Um, Evil Mimi's And you, you got Tila, who I don't even know who she was, but she's so freaking hot. <laughs> oh, really? That's all you got to do to get Brian to come watch your movie. <laughs> Courtney Cox. It was and just... her career still went somewhere after that. Yeah, she was in a Bruce Springsteen video, I hear. I that's, yeah, that's something like started. that. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I think she was in something. Yeah, Dancing in the Dark. Um, <laughs> in case you're looking it up. Uh, Google that. I, You know what? I thought it was a great little film. Oh, it's been a while since I watched it. I'll have to go back and watch that one, though. I don't know if I can. I remember enough of it. Frank Langella was great. Oh, he's great, yeah. Yeah, no, Frank, that's the one thing I do remember is, is like, that's one of great. those standout performances in a really bad movie. Skeletor yeah. looked skeleton-like, and he yes. had, he didn't have the voice from the cartoon. That's no. why I never got, that's, I didn't want anyone to see it, because I saw the cartoon, and I heard Skeletor's voice, and I'm like, really, that's the bad guy. <laughs> Seriously, that's the bad guy. You what? Who's afraid of that? I'll kill you, he <laughs> man! <laughs> I don't think anybody can do it justice how bad it was. No. Yes. No, it was horrible. And they're redoing it. So. So anything else? You know what I thought was a great concept for a movie that was so poorly executed? Uh, Solar Babies. What? what, what? You never saw Solar Babies, the roller skating one? No. No. Is it 70s? No, it's 80s. Okay. <laughs> Great you concept. Elaborate a little bit. It's Why a, is it called Solar Babies? First of all, because they're from the sun. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. What I remember about the film was that it was a great concept for a movie, and was horribly executed because they wanted to focus on the roller skating. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> What do you mean? What else did you focus on? What yeah. you, when you described it, what did you focus on? The roller skate. That's what I'm saying. Shut up. <laughs> hey gang, Lance Kid Sidekick here. For all you completists out there, and we know there's a few of you, the robot that I couldn't think of from the movie The Black Hole was named Vincent and was voiced by the incomparable Roddy McDowell. And the actor who played Buford Pusser in Walking Tall was the legendary Joe Don Baker. If you want to suggest a topic or let us know what you think, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on. <laughs>